Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to Pod Talk, short conversations with indie podcasters that are not just about podcasting, because I like to take the scenic route. My guest today is Karen Morgan. Welcome, Karen. How are you this uh, afternoon? Craig looks at the clock. Where am I in the planet? <laughs> Where are we? What are we doing? How much smoke is coming to kill us from Canada? <laughs> I was going to say, I happen to know where you are. You're over <laughs> in that green part of the country right now. You're you're on. You have still have air. We have air, but we're not opening our doors much. Um, We're in sort of the light tangerine area. (laughs) I'm in fuchsia. Yeah, fuchsia. (laughs) We're like more like a sunny D. Thanks a lot, Canada. No, I know honestly, I really feel sorry. I hope your fires go out soon. I feel bad for people. I I went to Seattle last year. And as we came in on the plane, I had a window seat and I was like, what is going on? I'm like a fluid mechanics, physics nerd. You could just see all the smoke from the fires. And when I got off the plane, it got real. And like, that really was an eye opener. Like, oh, the air is trying to kill us now. So that's not good. Um, Yes. Something we might need. (laughs) (laughs) What a downer. I'm sorry. We might need it. Uh, I tried to make a joke about rainbow colors on maps and ended up talking about horrible climate and smoke. <laughs> we went right down, right dark, down deep the, and down real fast. Yeah. Well, it's our generation, right? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, but we're the luckiest generation, I think. I, I think so. I was yeah. really happy every time my key worked when I came home as a kid. Yay. Yeah. Pull it right. Did you have one? Did you have one on a string or did you have one like hidden? We had, we had our Mine was hidden. hidden. Mine yeah. was hidden. I had one of those little coin purses, the little... Um, the rubbery plastic yeah, thing and you squeezed like it in the mouth open. It had yeah. my change for buying my lunch and nice. I could jam my key in there. Yeah. yeah. But don't get your, don't get your finger cut on it. Cause if you get your it's finger in it, I'll cut it right off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things pretty tough. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Karen Morgan <laughs> is a comedian a stand up comedian. Uh, and half of that we just did was kind of like making jokes about her latest skit. So I'm also just put this right here. Um, if you're listening, just hit stop because this is not funny. You need to go listen to Karen Morgan. Go go to KarenMorgan.com. Um, when last I looked, hopefully, we'll see how long this podcast was. When last I looked, there was a great video up there where she was doing a latest skit, which is all about intergenerational conflict. My wording, not hers. Um, but we happen to be the same generation, so we were kind of making inside jokes. Um, okay, it's a podcast. I'm supposed to be having a conversation, so I probably should ask you a question. Uh, before we hit the big oddly blue button, I was asking you about process. So I'm sure everybody asks you, like, where do you get your jokes from? Blah, 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 blah. But I'm always worried as a podcaster, I'm always worried about filing off too many of the edges. Like I go around looking for things. Oh, I don't want to do this part, skip this part. Right. Um, and I'm I'm wondering, you're, I would say you are much further along in your comedy journey than I am on my podcasting journey. So I'm like, Hey, from your experience, having filed off a lot of edges and kept edges, what are some things maybe that you think are like, it doesn't have to be like applicable directly to podcasting, but like, what are things that you keep that are still the schlag? Oh, remember that? That are still the (laughs) schlaggy parts um, that you, that you keep because you know, that's the real part that I need to do. Right. Well, it's interesting. You and I were talking about the, to me, the writing process is really, why I continue to be interested in stand up. It's because of the writing process. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I am not a uh, set up punchline joke teller like some comics are. You know, I'm not a, I'm not that kind of, I, I start out with a story. And because I was raised in the South, my stories are long and they're weaving and they go everywhere. So when I start writing a bit, 
um, it is super long. It's pages long, absolute pages long. It's too long. And so in order to start shaving off that, you have to get in front of an audience to see, okay, where, where did they really laugh? Where did, mm. where did, where did, where did wh- what hit with them? What's, what kind of point in that story do they really like? And, um, and so I, I audio record all my sets when I'm doing, particularly when I'm starting out with new material to know, okay, that sounded great. And, or occasionally sometimes I will come up with a new thing, new words that I had, don't have on my paper that, <laughs> magically that? <laughs> happened. Like, wait a minute. But, and then sometimes those words are actually funnier than what I wrote down. Um, so, so you, you start with this sort of long thing, long piece of, of artwork. I'm going to call it artwork and then, hmm. or sculpture. And then you do start whittling it away. You start whittling away to you. It's a little more detailed. It's a little more refined. It's a little more, you know, focused. Um, and I, I try really hard again, I'm still never going to be a setup punchline joke person. I'm going to still be a storyteller, but I will edit my stories so that they're shorter and they just have punchlines throughout the story. Mm. Um, How do you hear? Um, so I, I I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm guilty, Your Honor. I, I tend <laughs> to not listen to my own work as much as I should. Yeah. But when when I'm not often, but when I'm called and then I go, but wait, I have an excuse. It's because I actually can't tell if it worked. So yeah. if I do a podcast recording with you, unless I happen to run into somebody or talk to somebody, right, which does right. happen, right. Um, I don't get any feedback on it. Right. So, so if you're listening to the recording of your work, I'm guessing it's pretty clear because you'd be able to hear it. You'd be able to hear how the audience responded yeah. and you have yeah. the, because it's performative in front of a group. Exactly. Um, but I still feel like, how do you hear, um, and I'm stopping on that word because it's odd, yeah. what you've said in a fresh way? Like, doesn't it all just sound like, oh my God, it's just me? Like, I, I hear myself and I go, oh my God, it's me. That's not funny. <laughs> it's my voice. It's my voice. It's my voice. Well, yeah. so the, the, I want to address quickly the first part of what you said. Because when, when I did my podcast that I'm not actively doing now, it was host on mic, just me. I recorded it, did all this stuff. I love doing it but it was in such a vacuum and then you put it out there. And then I don't think I really, I I would like listen to it once before it went out to make sure there was nothing really horribly wrong with it. And and then I would listen to it again. So um, I was missing, I was missing like what you get with a live audience is an energy exchange. Hmm. Um, This is why when during the pandemic and we had comedy shows over zoom, I wanted to poke my eyeballs out. I, I, it was the worst experience ever. And so you could see their little faces in their little squares. Right. Um, and you know, you kind of hope that some of them were laughing, but sometimes their sounds was off. So you couldn't tell. I did one hour of comedy in webinar mode where I could not see or hear anyone. Oh my goodness. And I, I, I will tell you, I got paid quite well. And that's the only reason I did it. It was like some corporate thing. Um, I did that hour and then I went in the next room and laid down in the kitchen floor and just it was catatonic for like the next five hours because it just sucked every bit of energy. When you have a live audience, you get an exchange back. They give you energy back. So I can tell when I'm listening to new stuff and I'm editing, there's an energy exchange there where they really get it and they love it. And, and, and it goes on for a little bit. It may not be complete, like total laughter by everybody in the room, but you, you get an energy and you just have, I have a sixth sense to it now. I'm like, okay, they, I wish they, 
there's sometimes I think they're going to laugh at one part, but then they laugh at something else harder. Hmm. And so that's when I know, okay, do that one first or save that one for last, you know, hmm. but there's an energy exchange in addition to sort of the hearing part of it. You, you get a feel to it. And, um, it, and it's also, I, I have recorded something that I was there for. So it's like, I was live in the room and I do have a, you know, a bit of memory. Sometimes I just do it in the car on the way home. So it's really fresh. Hmm. Um, Karen has a podcast. Let's do that. So okay. uh, Karen's podcast is called the purple bike. Correct. Right? Yes. The purple bike. And uh, I'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> I always have the urge to unpack things like, cause everybody knows where that comes from. It's a sailing metaphor anyway. Um, but yeah, no, just go look, go listen to it. It's host on mic and it's not comedy and it's really good, I think. And, yeah. um, I wanted to point out that you have that show and does it have its own domain name? Um, I think it's the purplebike.com. I think it's the purplebike.com as well, but I was might, hoping you would might, know. It might even be purplebike.com because I think at some point I, I acquired that during, the, during mm. the process. But I do have to tell people, I have to tell people it's not funny. Like it's entertaining and it's fun, but it's not meant to be comedy. So mm. people sometimes are confused when they go over there and like, oh, this. I'm like, well, oh. I wanted to point it out because when you were talking about energy exchange in your comedy work, uh, I wanted to like hit a big, like, Ooh, everybody pay attention to that because almost everything that everybody does in podcasting, we have no feedback. Like you and I are feed, get feedback from each other here in this conversation. Right. But anybody doing host on mic, you get no feedback. So this is exhausting. And it, yeah, it's yeah. not that it should be, but it that's the nature of. Well, it, it is exhausting because it is your energy is pouring, pouring out. Your creativity yeah. is pouring out. And you do have to, it does, I don't want to say it doesn't suck the life out of you, <laughs> but it, it, there's a drain. And, you know, I would all, I enjoyed the creative process doing my podcast. I really got a kick out of that, like the creating part. Mm. Um, but then, then it goes into the vacuum and, and like, you know, unless you're on top of people commenting and following you and all that stuff. And that's a separate, you know, uh, community building kind of thing, which I quite honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that part was like the, le you know, I enjoy the creating part of that part yeah. rather than the, let me build my community. Um, and I don't know, my community is, it's around, <laughs> it's around, but, uh, they're listening to comedy more than my podcast. Mm. Uh, what do you do when you completely blank on stage? No. <laughs> so I had an idea and it floated away from me. <laughs> That's when your brain kicks in. Oh, uh, we were talking about that earlier, but my brain, your dance brain works. monkey. Different um, thing. What do you find? I did it again. I had it and then I lost it again. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, that's perfectly cool. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to ask. Um, if you... Okay, here, here's a problem I've been having. <clears throat> I recently started doing voiceovers for some little articles that I've been writing, just mm -hmm. mostly because I wanted to practice talking for more than three, three seconds or whatever. And I found that it's like really different. See, Craig, learn. There's a hashtag for this. It's really different the way that I communicate when I'm just talking and being animated yeah. and written prose. So how did you learn? I'm, I'm assuming you've learned by now. How yeah. did you learn how to get from, oh, I have a cool story or something funny that, and then like you write it down, mm -hmm. maybe in cursive. And then how <laughs> do you get, how do you get that up on stage and like, you know, do the care, like have Karen yeah. emotive in, in real life, as they say. Yeah. Um, well, cause 
and part of it, but because I, I was a trial attorney, I write in a very correct, grammatically correct with all the Oxford commas. <laughs> Oxford you know? commas, right? Here. And so I, I kind of, if you get an, most people will get an email from me and they think I'm yelling at them because it's just how I write emails. Like I, I just, they're like, so I, I I'm think not grammar like. Grammar matters. Thank you. Thank you matters. both for the emails that are grammatically correct. And it thank does, you very much. It does. But so, so I will write it and then, um, and what happens is too, you write it. And then once you start talking, it becomes a different thing, which is why it's so important to record the audio, because that's when, that's really when the natural organic, ha- uh, you know, speech patterns emerge. Right. Um, and then the feedback from the audience comes at that point too. You know, a, a lot of times I have people come up to me after shows and I'm writing on something new and they're like, Oh, what about so-and-so? What about so-and-so? And that's why mm-hmm. that generation spit just keeps getting longer because after every show, <laughs> the change purse, I man, did it. I'm sorry. Is, you're, no, but your change purse is going in there somewhere. I forgot about that little rubber change purse. <laughs> we all had one. Yeah. I had the little bank logo on it or something, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I, I don't know if I answered your question, but it's, I write it out on a piece of paper. Um, I write, I'll give you the specifics. I write it in cursive on a legal pad with a, with a, here. I'm <laughs> laughing. Gen Z, a, you can look up cursive on Wikipedia. Yeah, with a flare pen. So I start writing with a flare oh. pen. I'm big paper. I'm a, I'm still a paper pen person. I, I'm holding a piece of, we're both holding yeah. stuff up to the video. Everybody see this? I'm holding <laughs> Aaron, there's no video. It's an audio show. See this? Yeah, no, I actually have a piece of paper has a checklist on it and a big blank space. See, this is where you can tell you're entertaining me because I'm not taking any notes. <laughs> I'm not having to write during your day, but so, but I, I like the like I literally like the writing, physical writing process. Mm, and then I agree, I agree. I will, I will do that, and then I will type it. After that, I will type it Ooh. on a on a word document, and then I will take it and perform it on my feet. And then I will come back with the piece of paper that's written, that's typed and the audio thing. And then I'll compare how badly I, <laughs> how off script you were, I was bad. And then I mesh them together. And then that's when I start Xing things out. Like this whole section, I don't need this whole section. Mm-hmm. I don't need this section should be moved up here. It's it, and it. And this takes, by the way, years to get some bits where you want them. Do you, I'm wondering, do you actually use what you've written, you know, like the, the physical artifact, do you actually use that to practice? Or I'm wondering if the act of, as you're shaking your head, no, the act of (laughs) doing all of that, like sometimes I think, uh, so I I used to have a production assistant who traveled with me and I did a whole bunch of (laughs) in-person recordings and we had this after a couple of them, like, okay, here's how this works. There's a period of time beforehand where I am, here am I recording, loading the guest in my head. Do not talk to me about anything else. You can talk to me all you want, but the only thing I'm doing is thinking about this person. So it feels to me like the act of, for you, physically writing and the physical piece of paper, which you then get out later and make X's on, you're really just training your brain to think a certain way about that story so that when you go like, do it, it the, you just it happens. And it's already by then, because you've written it and done it so many times, it's in your head. It, so when I was in law school, this, and I don't know if this comes from that or not, but when I was in law school and this, I was in law school so long ago, we did not have laptops to take (laughs) notes on. So I would handwrite all my notes in, in class on, I think I had legal pads or whatever. And then I would come home every night and I would type them into my 
my uh, word processor mm -hmm. that was like dedicated device the size of a typewriter. Know? Yeah. So, and so the act of physically writing in class and then taking it home and typing it into the machine and then spitting that out again, that was always getting the, the knowledge in my head so that mm. by the time I got to an exam or I'm reviewing for an exam or studying for the bar exam, um, it's kind of in there. And I feel like that with the comedy process, it's the same. And I would apply it to podcasting or anything else, particularly if you're a podcaster who is interviewing people you know, you, you kind of, as you said, you want to be prepped for your guests. So you're not just reading out a list of questions for them. You know, it's so that prep work allows you to have an organic conversation that you're not necessarily looking at your notes for, right. or allows your brain to be open to going down different roads in an interview because you're actively listening instead of worrying about what's on a piece of paper. I think, I think that applies to everything. Yeah. I often talk about conversation i love to I'm, i love to do meta not meta the company that owns bookface um, <laughs> i love to do meta and for me that's what i feel like i'm doing beforehand is like okay i need to have all the touch points you know and i need to not drop into trying to do stand-up comedy i need to like have all these frames of like i have to build the spider web so that i can be in the center yeah. and have all the strings at my disposal and yeah. then when karen gets here the goal is to just have a conversation craig and karen exactly yeah. No, I, but, but I think it takes building that before you start with, with any, that's guess. a good point. Yeah. Like did, yeah. did you feel like when you, <clears throat> when you started doing stand up comedy? Um, so for me, I, there are parts of what I do in these conversations that I had to really like, Oh, I need to work on that. And I had to like figure out ways to like make the situation force me to do that, you know, every time and different things. Um, were there pieces of stand up comedy where you were like, I, I know you really like the writing part, but were mm -hmm. there pieces of it like, Oh, what I'm really not good at is I play with my hair on stage or there meant <laughs> like, what are the pieces that were like, yikes, that's a problem. And I'm going to have to actually work that or train that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and particularly with, with, with new comics, it, it is a learning curve. Um, I have evolved and have done it different ways over the years. When I first started, like anything, this sounds silly, but what you do, how you deal with a microphone during a standup set is very personal. People do it differently. You start mm. watching, watching comics now. Um, I now I didn't used to do this, but I leave the microphone in the stand and I will occasionally hang on to the, the stand, but I will not take the microphone out because I talk with my hands. Ah. And so this frees my hands up to tell stories, to act out certain things. So I leave the mic in the stand. That's just my particular style. Um, sometimes people will, will take it out and move the mic stand behind them, and then they walk around. And, and sometimes they walk back and forth, back and forth, like a, a tiger at the zoo. And at some point I'm just watching them walk back and forth. I'm not listening to them. <laughs> Stop moving. Right. <laughs> the other, Chris Rock, who I love his special, he was just marching back and forth. And I'm like, I just like, can you just stand still? Like, like, um, and there was, I, I was on a show on Friday and there was a very, very new comic. She was brand new and she, she literally took her her pad on stage and read her jokes. But <laughs> anyway, I, I, I was kind of mentoring her a little bit cause she'd never done it before. And she, and, and we had gone over all this and then she got up there and she was nervous 
and she, she took the mic out of the mic stand and then she started marching and she was marching back and forth. And so there's yeah, certain things th- like there's something to be said for What is that? The first rule of fight club. Oh, wait, okay. The, the second rule of fight club is if it's your first <laughs> night at fight club, you must yeah. fight. Like if it's, if you're supposed to be doing stand up comic, you know, comedy, poof, get on the stage. If you're supposed to be doing host on mic, hit yeah. record, hit stop, and then press yeah. publish. And that's, and, yeah. And just do it. I mean, yeah. and there's a lot to be said for the, just doing it part with podcasting as well. It really is. You just, you got all the tools. You just haven't figured out which screwdriver to use. <laughs> Talking to the wrong side of the snowball, Mike. I've seen that one. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else top of mind in our waning time together today? There was something I was going to talk about, and, and it's and it's it's left my brain. It's <laughs> shot uh, out the other end. It's all good. Um, but uh, when I first started comedy, like I I first started at. 20 years ago. And I started doing a comedy workshop. That's how I started to do stand up. And our, the guy who taught the class is still a good friend of mine. Still, I call on him all the time. If I have new material, I will say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to pay you for an hour to listen to me. <laughs> and, and he helps me, you know, say, yeah, keep that one. That's yeah. all horrible. But his thing was the first night we were in the workshop and no one had ever done stand up at all. He made everybody stand up and talk into the microphone hmm. that night. The very first night we were there, there was no like, it was like, nope, we're here to do stand up. You're going to stand up. And I think podcasters, when, when I was learning in my podcasting workshop during the pandemic, hmm. um, I was so intimidated by the equipment and by you know, which microphone do I get? How do I get it to my computer? What do I, you know, which software do I use? How do, which, you know, all of those things wrapped up into, you just have to talk into the microphone. You know, the, the rest of it is logistics and technology, which you can figure out. But the part about talking in the microphone or interviewing people, you just got to do it. And then, and then the technology kind of goes away at at some point. Yeah. Yeah, There's a, pitfall that I fell into um, often in the beginning, <clears throat> which is because, you know, before the guest or, or like if I'm going physically somewhere before I get there, I'm still in the car or whatever, uh, or in the virtual sense before the guest has arrived in the green room, um, because it's just me, I can just be like, oh, my brain's going a million miles an hour. And it's all about, like, I'm, I'm way too far in to just be like, Hey, what's up? And yeah. Uh, do you, I'm guessing you have that kind of thing happens too, where you could be like, you spend weeks and weeks and weeks writing and you're just like way, not off in the weeds, but like way down in the, in the trench. Yeah. Um, yeah. how do you, is that like a problem that you, how do you shift back to way it? I need to be like much lighter here. It might be a way to describe it so that I can go and do it. Yeah. I think, um, I, I look at it like, um, if, if you're creating artwork, or because I do graphic design too, and I'll get, I'll be, let's just say I'm making a poster for my show and I am all into, well, I want this to be, this letter looks crooked and I'll be into it for an hour. Like, and then I'm like, I need to get, I need to back away. I need to back, like, and I physically get up from my desk and go do something else and come back and stare at it and go, mm. oh, that looks so much better this way, but I needed to take a break from it. I think I think that has anything to do any creative project, whether it's writing comedy or performing comedy or podcasting or whatever. If you're doing a creative thing, at some point you need to take a little break, go for a walk, you know, get some fresh air, then come back. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not today. No, get some smoke <laughs> into your lungs, and then come back, and you'll see it differently, or you'll hear it differently. 
Um, and sometimes after a show, I won't listen to my stuff until the next day because mm. I, I need a break from it. Like it's, it's such a, it, it's such an energy drain. Like, Oh, I can't, I can't physically listen to this with a studious mind. Clearly right now I'm too tired. So mm. you got to take a break. Just take, a, take, you know, yeah, you can get, you can get down in the trenches on anything. Mm. Just go for a walk in the smoke. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, I, as much as I hate to say it in every conversation ever, um, I think that's a terrific place to stop, uh, Karen. So thank you so much for taking the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're crawling out of your smoke-filled. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I hope everybody in Canada is okay. I, I think it's pretty rural, pretty far off in the mountains, but hopefully it's going to get better soon, but wow. I think they said it was from lightning. Was that accurate? Yeah, I think it's natural forest yeah. fires. I'm just, yeah. my, my hope is like, yes, I'm hoping the fire is like in the middle of nowhere. Right. Like the smoke right. is bad, but it's really yeah. bad when the fire then gets to where people, but anyway, we're off on, I'm off on a tangent. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wanted to just say, Hey, Karen, thanks so much for taking the time. I know you were super busy and you've been really nice about rescheduling and getting in here and thank you. I'm glad that we had a chance to talk. Thanks. Oh, thank you. And if anybody wants to follow me. Not that anybody would want to follow me. I'm pretty boring in real life. <laughs> people, people still meet me in real life. And they're like, you really, you do what? So, um, but my website's karenmorgan.com. And if you want to find me on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or you, any of those things that I hate to deal with, <laughs> you can find me there. It's at Karen Morgan comedy. Terrific. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.